Hey there, and welcome back to the GNM Baseball Podcast. I'm G. And I'm M. And today we have for you our fifth division preview, the American League West. Alright, and there's a clear favorite at the top of this division. Um, the team that won the World Series last year and that could conceivably be called a dynasty. They won the World Series in 2017, lost in the American League Championship Series in 2018, they lost the World Series in 2019, lost in the Championship Series in 2020, lost the World Series in 2021, won the World Series again in 2022. They've been to the Championship Series every single year, Championship Series or farther, since 2017. So they're not only really good in the regular season, but they know how to win in the playoffs, which is a formula that not a lot of teams have figured out. Yeah. It is the Houston Astros. All right, and they are not only division favorites, but in my mind, the clear AL favorites again. Uh, that lineup is just loaded. Uh, they have hold over Jose Altuve, who is a heart and soul of that team. Uh, Jeremy Pena, a uh, rookie replacing Carlos Correa, who came up and I'm really impressed last year. Uh, Alex Bregman uh, has not repeated his 2019 heights. Um, as that, that was the juiced ball year when there were more home runs than ever and balls were really flying everywhere, but he's still a solidly above average third baseman. Michael Brantley, uh, his nickname is Dr. Smooth. Uh, just a prototypical professional contact hitter. Jordan Alvarez, left fielder, uh, dominant masher, and a stat cast darling. He hits the ball incredibly hard, and he hits it with a great launch angle as well. And then Kyle Tucker, um, a former top prospect who is now one of their top players, um, guy... A 30-30 threat, a 30-homer, 30-steal threat with a good batting average hitting in the middle of that lineup. And then this offseason, they replaced Yuli Gurriel with Jose Abreu, which is a clear upgrade. So this lineup is just, this lineup is nails. Yeah, you've got um, two and two former MVPs there. Um, Pena is a rising new star. Um, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez are always threats. Um, that lineup is really stacked. Um, you've just got everyone there. And their rotation, they lost, um, Justin Verlander, who obviously was the ace of that staff, but they have Fran Brevaldez, who's gonna be taking over that position now. He led the league in inning, innings pitch last year and was fifth in the Cy Young. They've also got Luis Garcia, Christian Javier, Jose Arquidi, and Hunter Brown. Yeah, so, uh, Garcia... He was really good last year. Christian Javier, uh, with his fastball that nicknamed the Invisible, um, just di disappears on hitters at the top of that zone. Um, started a combined no-hitter against the Yankees in uh, mid-season last year. Started a combined no-hitter against the Phillies in Game 4, I believe, of the World Series last year. So... Uh, Javier, really good at the back of the rotation. Jose Arquiti is super solid. Uh, Hunter Brown, top prospect coming up, dynamic stuff. And if he can command the baseball, then he's going to be a really great starter at the back end of that rotation. And then Lance McCullers, who's currently injured, uh, another arm injury for him. But if he comes back, then that's yet another 
uh, option that the Astros have. So again, they're loaded here as well. Their depth is not as great as it was uh, with Verlander, but there's it's still a very strong rotation here. Yeah. And then the bullpen, you've got Ryan Presley, um, a very, very good closer. Um, Brian Abreu, Hector Neris, Rafael Montero. Yeah, so <laughs> more studs here in the pen. Rafael Montero's a stud. Brian Abreu came up, and he's dominating with some really filthy stuff. Hector Neris, uh, he used to close for the Phillies. He's come over to the Astros now, and he's, he's really good back there as well. And, of course, Ryan Presley, one of the best closers in the game. So there's really no weakness on this team. Even the, they do have a couple um, difficult places at the bottom of their lineup, um, but Chaz McCormick is probably going to be their center fielder, and he's probably league average at worst. And then, of course, Martin Maldonado, he's just a black hole, but he's one of the best catchers defensively in the game. So everybody on that team brings something to the table, and they're just so good and so deep. I, I mean, they've got to be a huge favorite to win the pennant again. And... I always, really, yeah. it's really kind of difficult to see a team who can realistically challenge them. I think a lot can happen in postseason where you have big series. It's, yeah, that, that it's is happened true. before. On paper, the these are the clear favorites. Yes, um, I think there are teams that could take down the Astros if it comes to a series. Um, but on paper, yeah, they're definitely definitely the best in this division. Yep. All right, sliding into our number two spot, the Seattle Mariners. Last year, they broke their streak of playoffless baseball since 2001. They hadn't played in the playoffs since then, and they broke that streak in 2022. Um, they're, they're a strong team. They're not Astros caliber, but they've got some good players. Uh, Cal Rowley, uh, their catcher, who with, uh, with great power and not a whole lot of batting average, reminds me kind of of early career Mike Zunino. Uh, when he would hit the 25 homers, the batting average around 200. This is kind of what Rally reminds me of. Uh, they've got Colton Wong, who they brought over in the trade with the Brewers. Uh, he'll play great defense at second base, and he'll help them with table setting at the top of that order. J.P. Crawford, another great defensive guy who can hit a little bit. Ty France, a good hitter over at first base. Julio Rodriguez is the dynamic uh, star of that team. Um, he is power threat, speed threat. He'll hit for average. He's a five-tool player out there in center field, and he's one of their best players in a long time. Uh, they have Teoscar Hernandez, the slugger who they brought over from the Blue Jays. Eugenio Suarez, uh, the power-hitting third baseman. And then in left field, A.J. Pollock and Jared Kalenic will split time. And they're hoping former top prospect Kalenic can figure something out, as well as they have Pollock as a fullback option. So that's a pretty good lineup, Ben. Yeah, very solid. Um, I think very up-and-coming team. Um, they've shown spirit. Um, Julio Rodriguez is awesome to watch. Um, a really exciting player. And just solid players. Um, Ty France, Tiasca Hernandez I like. Um, Kalenic, if he can figure some things out, um, then he's going to be a good player. And so that lineup... Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, and then the rotation is arguably even better. Uh, they got the ace, Luis Castillo, at the top, who they brought over, the, brought over from the Reds and promptly signed to an extension worth over $100 million. Um, 
Robbie Ray is the big ticket signing from a year ago. He won the 2021 AL Cy Young. Uh, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby came up this season as rookies and really showed uh, really showed some good stuff. Very and, good stuff. They both performed extremely well. Yeah, and they're going to look to improve on that this year and make even more strides. And then at the back of the rotation, uh, Chris Flexen and Marco Gonzalez will be battling for that number five spot. The rotation goes six deep, and Flexen Gonzalez, uh, two of the most solid five, six starters you're going to find. Nothing exciting from these guys, but dependability and durability is a good thing. And then the bullpen is not quite as dominating. Uh, they'll have Paul Sewold and Andres Munoz battling for the closer spot. And behind them, there's not really a whole lot of certainty. But um, Munoz is about as good as it gets uh, for relievers. Blistering fastball, great off-speed stuff. He's just filthy back there. And then Paul Sewell is really good, too. So great jumping-off point for the bullpen there. And I think they're clearly the number two in this division. Yeah, I, th I think at this point they're just going to get better. They're fresh out of a rebuild, and um, they've just, they're just going to have more good things happen to them. Yeah. All right, the Rangers are our number three team. Uh, so they had an off-season overhaul. And last year, uh, after 2021, they spent big to bring in Corey Seager. Uh, and then they spent big to bring in Marcus Simeon. Uh, so they overhauled their lineup last year. This off-season, they overhauled their rotation to make themselves a legitimate contender. Uh, so they have Seager and Simeon, like we said, great starting point there. Nathaniel Lau had a really big breakout last year. Um, uh, he hit for power, he hit for average, and then um, Adolis Garcia came over from the Cardinals. Consistently runs really low on base percentages, which uh, the advanced metrics don't like him a lot. But he's a power speed threat. And then top prospect Josh Jung uh, was going to come up last year, was injured most of the year. And so he's looking to make his mark on the team this year. That's not a top-tier lineup. It's not on the... It's not a, certainly not on par with the Astros. I would say not on par with the Mariners. But it's solid. I'd say this is a solid, at least, average lineup. I like that core of Seager, Simeon, and Lowe. Um, and then Jung shows promise, obviously, as one of their top prospects. Um, and yeah, so they're coming out of rebuild as well. Um, so... They might not be done yet, I mean. Yeah, and the, the, the lineup, it's solid. The rotation is where it really starts to get toasty. So they completely overhauled the rotation. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, of course, is the big ticket guy. When he's on, the best pitcher in baseball, hands down. Um, he's just dominant starting pitcher if he can stay healthy. Uh, they brought in Andrew Heaney, fresh off a breakout with the Dodgers, and they're, hope they're hoping he'll keep his gains from that. Uh, they issued the qualifying offer to Martin Perez, and he accepted. Uh, he was their bedrock last year in the rotation, just ultra-solid all year. Uh, ERA under three when all was said and done, and the advanced metrics didn't like him quite as much, but he's a mid-rotation pitcher. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi came over from the Red Sox, and when he's healthy, he's one of the top-tier pitchers in baseball. Uh, and then, of course, John Gray, who they signed last year, and Gray has a lot of people predicting him for breakouts for several years now. And if it ever comes along, he's going to be um, just another guy in that 
loaded rotation of theirs. Jake Odorizzi, uh, who would be many teams, probably fourth starter, uh, does not even factor in here. He's going to be a long reliever for them. So this rotation is deep, uh, especially with uh, some of the young guys they have who are pushing into long relief roles as well. Or they're going to be the minors. They have Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker coming. So that rotation is deep, and it's probably the best part of the team. Yeah. And then their bullpen, Jose LeClerc, um, was very solid, if not um, super great. Um, solid. Um, in those save opportunities, um, Scott Barlow. Joe Barlow. Joe Barlow. Yeah, yeah. Joe Barlow uh, for the Rangers, of course, and then Jonathan Hernandez. So those guys, along with LeClerc, they are the back end of the bullpen for the Rangers. Uh, LeClerc came up several years ago, dominated, uh, had surgery, and was solid coming back. Not great, but, I mean, you can't expect a whole lot coming off Tommy John surgery. So he was getting his command back, and this year, hopefully, we'll see what he's actually capable of. Uh, but, again, bullpen not as strong as the rest of the team, but I think the Rangers are definitely going to contend this year. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's a lot of health risk in that rotation, but if a few things break their way, I think they can capture a wild card. Yeah. Especially with the new playoff format for more teams. Yeah. All right, number four team, the Angels. And I think this is another team that could be sneaky good and make the playoffs this year. Uh, it was pretty close between Rangers and Angels for me for that number three spot. Um, of course, they have Mike Trout, who held the mantle of best player in baseball for many years. Uh, he's still very good, probably in the top half dozen or so. And, of course, Shohei Otani, the unicorn, uh, the two-way player who both pitches and hits and does both just about as good as anybody there is. Uh, he's a Cy Young contender from the pitching side, and if he were only a hitter, he'd probably be a top-10 MVP finisher every year. So just incredible Shohei Otani You've got in that lineup. Taylor Ward, Anthony Rendon, Gio Urshela. Um, Ward has a breakout year this year. Um, yeah. Uh, he started off the season incredibly hot, slowed down uh, around midseason, later revealed that he had an injury that added to that one on the injured list for a good part of that year, then came back and raked in the latter bit of the year. So um, a lot of potential here for Ward if he can stay healthy for a full season and we can see what he'll do. Of course, Anthony Rendon, the big guy, signed for seven years and $245 million. He's barely played at all uh, in that deal, 2020, 2021, 2022. He's been hurt an awful lot, so they're excited to see what he can do alongside Trout Otani Ward in that lineup. Gio Urshela, they brought over to help back up Rendon and also to play some shortstop. Uh, he's been an above-average hitter. Hunter Renfro, who is the Mike Trout lookalike, uh, there's been a lot of articles posted about this. It's, it's funny, they do look a lot alike, and now they're on the same team. But Renfro, uh, you can pretty much count on him for 25, 30 homers uh, with a batting average that won't sink you. Brandon Drury, he can play all over with a breakout season last year. And Jared Walsh, who really struggled last year after thoracic outlet surgery. But he had a breakout year earlier uh, in 2021, or maybe the season before that. So... Uh, he's looking for a rebound, and that rotate. I'm sorry, that lineup looks kind of formidable. 
Yeah, so... If everything breaks the right. The Angels have been kind of interesting. They seem to do stuff every year, but they never actually get anywhere. Mike Trout is, of course, it's famous that he um, has never won a postseason game. Um, so, I mean, will this be the year that they've gotten enough stuff done? Because it seems like they're never quite in a rebuild. They're always expecting to contend, but they never actually do. Yeah, well, the thing about the Angels is uh, the owner, uh, Artem Moreno, uh, he's very involved in the baseball operations, and he loves to make the big splashes. It was Rendon earlier uh, after 2019, and before that, Justin Upton, other guys who rarely panned out, and they were busts, and they kind of crippled the team beca because they hamstrung them with the payroll. And this year, they didn't do that. This year, they went out on depth. Uh, they brought in Gio Urshela, depth. They brought in Hunter Renfro, depth. Brandon Drury, depth. Yep. So, um, they're instead of having a stars and scrubs approach, which is kind of what they've had over the last couple of years, they're trying to build more of a next man up philosophy. Some guys with depth. That way, if one of their stars gets hurt, uh, Trout, you can't really count on to play a full season at this point. So, um, yeah, guys are going to get hurt. And this year, they're more well-equipped to handle that than they usually are. Yeah, okay. In the rotation, of course, Otani headlines it. They brought Tyler Anderson over from the Dodgers in a sneaky good pickup before starting pitcher prices skyrocketed. They got him for three years and $39 million. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, who was quite good last year, and then Reed Detmers, who seemed to figure something out midway through last year. So a good foursome there. They've got some guys coming up from the minors, and they're looking to do a six-man rotation again to accommodate Otani um, be and keep him healthy that way. Yeah. But that's a strong top four for any team, and that's part of the reason the Angels have been bit by the depth issue because they have six starters, and it's a lot more difficult to keep six starters healthy than it is to keep five starters healthy. Yeah. That bullpen they brought over Carlos Estevez from the Rockies, uh, Estevez has been uh, not great his career, but that is a product of pitching in Coors Field. Uh, his home road splits significantly better on the road, away from that thin air. And uh, the Angels are betting on some breakout potential. They're giving him every shot to win the closer's job there. Yeah. So, I mean, I see as there being three tiers in this division. I think in Tier 1 you have the Mariners and the Astros. Um, tier two is, of course, the Rangers and Angels, because that could be flip-flopped either way. Really, they're both good teams. Yeah, and... And then... I, I, I would argue and put the Astros in a tier above the Mariners, just because I feel the Astros are in a tier of themselves in that league. But, uh, yeah, I can see what you're saying. And yeah, I, I do think... I could see the Mariners taking yeah. on the Astros, maybe. It's, it's possible, yeah. Uh, for me, I do see se Astros separation, Mariners separation, and then... Rangers and Angels, like you said, really close and could flip-flop either way. And then, like you said, one more team way at the basement. Yeah, well, obviously the Oakland Athletics are um, way down at the bottom. Another team that um, has recently plummeted, just like the Red Sox, um, Athletics used to be um, Team 2 in this division. Yeah, and it wasn't so long ago, it was no. 2020, that they actually won the division. So just a couple of years back, but 
they went through a fire sale. And this is what the athletics do. Because they don't spend money, what they do is they'll go through a short rebuilding cycle. Uh, they'll start up, they'll win games in the high 90s for two, three years. Uh, they don't have a long window of contention. Those guy, those really good guys, they trade them away as they get more expensive. They go into hibernation again, and then they enter a new cycle. So this is what the A's have always done, except this time it looks like they've torn it down a lot more than they usually do. There's, like, no one on this team. Um, they've got young guys, but, I mean... Yeah, in the lineup they have Seth Brown, who's a prime trade candidate. Other than him, it's a bunch of young guys. Estieri Ruiz looking to prove himself as a quality big league regular. And other than that, there's really not a whole lot of standouts here. Same in the rotation. Kyle Moeller will look to prove himself. Uh, Ken Waldachuk, after coming over from New York in the Frankie Montes trade. Um, but again, no veteran presence here. It's just a whole bunch of guys slugging it out. Shintaro Fujinami coming over from Japan. He'll look to win a rotation spot. And the bullpen is just a complete mess. And we really don't know much about the bullpen until spring training comes over and we see who the Astros break... I'm sorry, the Athletics break camp with because there's really no way of telling here. They do have Trevor May, who I read a statistic somewhere that he's getting paid more than the rest of the bullpen combined this coming year. So he'll probably end up being the closer, Trevor May. But other than that, it's just a whole bunch of patchwork all over this team. The, the Athletics are not expected to go anywhere at all this year. Um, they're just kind of like the Nationals and seeing who fits, um, what it's going to be like going forward. I mean, you're going to have a bunch of guys who will not be sticking around. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the, this, like I said, this is kind of unlike the Athletics because this looks like it's going to be a four- or five-year rebuild. Uh, generally what the Athletics do, it's two to three years you're in hibernation and you stink. Two to three years you're at the top and you're winning games and you're giving yourself a postseason chance. Then you sell off all the guys because they get too expensive. You're down in the basement for two or three years. Then you go back up. That's the Athletics cycle. And... It wasn't too long ago that they were considered, along with the Rays, up there with the Rays, with the way they handle small market budget. Their budget's even smaller than the Rays. And they were winning, what, 97 games? 96 games back... 96, 97 back in... Yeah, about the same number as the Rays a while ago. Um, but yeah, this does look like a long rebuild because they've gotten no one there. Yeah. It's just a lot of guys... What the Athletics do is they do get guys who are close to the majors. They're not trading here for a whole bunch of guys who are, like, in single A. They're grabbing guys who they think they contend, except the thing is they're a lot higher on some of these guys than the whole rest of the majors, so we'll have to see whether their scouting department proves right or not. Yeah. But wrapping that up, uh, that is your AL West division uh, Astros, Mariners, Rangers, Angels, and the Oakland Athletics. And that wraps us up for tonight. Uh, stay tuned for our final division coming out um, fairly soon, the National League West, and that's an intriguing division. But yep. more on that next time we put and out a division. Also, don't forget to check out our um, Fantasy Spin Series, where we're just going to be going over stuff you need to know to be in a league. Yep, uh, fantasy baseball is coming, and it's time to get prepared. So that being said, signing off for tonight, this is... The J&M Baseball Podcast. <laughs>